Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Naveen Jain, founder and CEO of Viome. Viome strives to digitize and decode human biology, further portraying the understandings of diseases. Viome's unique approach involves a systems biology analysis, examining gene expressions with advanced AI, opening new avenues in healthcare. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Naveen Jain of Viome. Naveen, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Cameron. What a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, so I'd like to start out with uh, your upbringing. If you can give us a glance at kind of what your childhood sure. was like and where you grew up, what would, what was that like? Well, first of all, I hate talking about myself. So let me just, you know, tell you about just overall. You know, this is, yeah. I, you know, I'm 64 years old. Obviously done lots of things in my life. And this is uh, my seventh venture. So mm-hmm. over the years, the learnings that I've had is probably where I think I can add the most value to you know, how the people who are starting is small, what are the type of things they should be thinking about, how they go from, you know, starting is small to really thinking big. Mm. And to me, the best value I can give to your audience would be that it's not about starting is small, it's about dreaming big, right? Mm. We all have to start small, but how big is your dream? Ask yourself, when you do succeed in your vision, would it actually help a billion people live a better life, right? What are, you know, what the success looks like? How big is that success? Mm. And to me, the success is always defined by how many lives you're going to improve when you do succeed. Yeah. And so a lot of the people, you know, in a business, when they start small, they always tend to focus on, I want to create a hundred million dollar revenue. I want to create a billion dollar market cap. And to me, that's really is a wrong focus. Yeah. The making money is simply a byproduct of doing things that improve people's lives. Mm. So every entrepreneur who is listening to it, ask yourself when you wake up every morning, what can I do today to improve the my customer's life, someone's life? How what can I do to improve? million people's life, 10 mm. million people's life, 100 million people's lives, a billion people's life. Because yeah. if you can improve a billion people's life, you can create a $100 billion company. But you don't wake up in the morning, what should I do to create a $100 billion company? It is a byproduct mm. of improving people's lives, right? And yeah. that's a fundamentally... So the idea is not about starting small. It is about how do you take this big vision... Yeah. Take the small slices of it, start here, but know how to go from here to there. Yep. So when I start a company, I never talk about what I am doing. Mm. I talk about what company I am building. So just yep. to give you an idea, seven years ago when I started, now yeah. notice it says, imagine living in a world where illness is optional. Mm. And when we started, we simply were doing a gut microbiome test. You never heard on our place ever saying, Viome, a gut microbiome company. Yeah. No, we said our vision is to help create a world where being sick is truly a matter of a choice, not a matter of bad luck. Mm. We knew we weren't going to be there on day one, Yeah. but it didn't matter. Our vision was that. And we said, this is how we start is small, but this is how we're going to get there. 
but there was a clear line from going from A to B, but we never talked about A. We talked yeah. about B. Yeah. Right. What I really admire about your work is you, I've heard you in the past mention that you didn't start your ventures until you knew that this is going to help the consumers. It's going to solve a problem or else th there's no point yeah. in starting that venture. Where did you get that mindset of always waking up and wanting to improve humans' lives and expectancy, etc.? Well, you know, it seems so philanthropic thing to do that I want to dedicate my life to improving other people's lives. Yeah. Actually, it is the most capitalistic thing to do. As I said, this is how you create a massive enterprise is yep. by helping people because those people become your loyal customers. So yep. most capitalistic thing to do is to focus on improving their lives so they become you loyal customers so you can create a massive enterprise hmm. the way i look at this stuff is a non-profit if you want to do a small good in the world you do a non-profit if you want to do a large good in the world you do for profit yeah. doing good and doing well are not mutually exclusive in fact in today's world you cannot do well without doing good yeah. And you start that by doing good, and that's how you do well, right? And these things are always intertwined. As a matter of fact, some of the best companies are created by actually making the experience, making the lives better for other people. Mm. Yeah, getting into Viome then. So the creation of Viome comes yeah. around this 2016 era. Um, I'm sure a lot of yeah. research led up to this point. What did that R&D process look like? It's such a revolutionary product. I know a lot of consumers are urgent to find their own genes and their own needs yeah. for their body. Um, what did that process look like in developing the product? So before I go talk about Wyoming, let me just give you a fundamental framework that yeah. I use before I start any project. So having done so many times, there has to be a framework or else you fall into a trap of doing things that make no sense, right? So I ask myself three questions. Mm -hmm. Why this? Why now? Why me? Why this is something I already described. First question I ask myself is, God forbid, I am actually successful in solving the problem that I set out to do. Would it help a billion people live a better life, right? Mm. And then I will apply these principles to Wyoming so that people can see how to apply these things. Second thing is, why now? Why now? You ask yourself, what had changed in the last two to three years? But more importantly, what do you expect to happen in the next three to five years mm. that will allow you to solve the problem at a scale in three to five years? And this problem could not have been solved five years ago or 10 years ago. Yeah. That means, are you actually intercepting and taking advantage of convergence of technologies that are coming together? They may not be quite right at the price point today, but you know they're going to be right in the next three to five years. Mm. And you start building the company so you're ready to scale when they're there. That's incredible. Right? And the third part is the most important part that most entrepreneurs go wrong, mm -hmm. which is what questions are you asking that are different from what everyone else is asking in that industry? Because mm. the questions you ask is the problem you solve. So yep. what questions are you asking? Because that's how you know how you look at that problem 
it's what's your perspective on it what's your take on that thing what's your unique way of looking at that problem mm -hmm. that you believe is different and that's how you have a chance of succeeding where others have failed right mm -hmm. now now apply back to wine yeah. we said that our mission was what if what if we can understand the changes that happen in the human biology mm. at the onset and during the progression of all chronic diseases. If we can understand what is changing in the body that causes you to have diabetes, obesity, heart disease, depression, anxiety, cancer, Alzheimer, Parkinson's, any of these diseases, including aging, mm. if we can find out what is going on, then there is a chance we'll be able to prevent it from happening, stop the progression of it, and then, God forbid, outright reverse it and yep. bring it back to the normal. And we thought the, if we could do that, would that be a great company? And first question was, let's assume we do succeed. Yep. Would it help a billion people? Answer was 8 billion people. Everybody's going to need one. Check mark. Good. Yep. Next thing was, why now? And this is really start, we start to say, you know what? There is a tremendous amount of research that is starting to show that human body is really, can now be analyzed if you had the right set of sensors. Yeah. So there are three things, we realize there are three things have to happen for us to really the timing be right. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to digitize the human body. We have to be able to process the massive amount of data and we have to be able to use AI to understand what is actually going on. Mm. We looked at the first part, the, the, you know, the cost of the sensors was coming down very significantly. They were becoming ch cheaper, better, faster. Mm. Cost of processing the data, cost of storing this massive amount of data is plummeting and AI was getting more and more powerful. So it was pretty obvious the timing is a good that even though it may not be right today, but in three to five years, it will be perfect. Yeah. Just to give you an idea how far it was, when we start looking at just digitizing the one sample, the mm -hmm. cost was about $1,000. And we say that is absolutely crazy price point. You can't scale to billion people. Yeah. But it has come down from millions of dollars to $1,000. And we kept asking, is this it? Or it is going to plummet in the next three to five years. Mm -hmm. And we kept looking at every trend in cost of sequencing, cost of doing things. We were convinced that in the next three to five years, it should come down to $100. Little that we know, we sit here five years, seven years later, it has come down to $15. Wow. Right? So when we thought we were, you know, 10 times optimistic. It turns out we were five, six times pessimistic, right? Mm, yep. Same thing happened on processing. When we processed our first sample, it cost us $47 on cloud computing. We took a deep breath and said, wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But it has come down for $200, $300 to $47. Would it go down to $10 in the next two to five years? And we analyzed and saying, are computers getting faster and cheaper or they are not? Are the costs really plummeting or this is heavy plateaued here? Mm. And it was pretty obvious that every single year, the computer that you buy for the same price, for the same $2,000, the computer is two times faster yeah. than it used to be. 
It has more storage than it used to be. And you can see that from your PC, you can see that from your phone, right? Yeah. And so we were convinced that in the next three to five years or seven years, it should come down to $10. It came down to dollars, dollar twenty, dollar twenty-five, right? Wow. Really plummeted fast, right? Yeah. Last part was the most interesting part, which what made Wyoming what Wyoming is today. We saw that everyone in the industry was wanting to know about your genes, your mm. DNA. And you mentioned the word when you were starting out. It is my genes, it's my DNA. Yeah. And it occurred to us that your DNA never changes when you develop these chronic disease. So just to explain a little bit more, because most people are you know, thinking, what is he talking about? Yeah. If you do your DNA test today, you're born with that DNA. You do my DNA test today, now I gain 200 pounds. Has my DNA changed? Answer is no, it's the same DNA. Now I get diabetes. You can do my DNA test again. Has DNA changed? No. Now I have a heart disease. I have depression. I have anxiety. And then I die. Mm. After I die, you do my DNA test 10 years after I die. It's still the same DNA. In fact, we can look at DNA of dinosaurs and woolly mammoths right now, right? Yeah. If DNA can't even tell you you're dead or alive, how will it ever tell you you're becoming healthier or sicker? Mm. And that was the first thing that people are look, solving the wrong problem by looking at DNA. Mm. The problem can only be solved by looking at something that's changing, not something that is static. And it turns out what changes is not your genes, but your gene expression. Mm. Right? So your genes don't change, but what they're expressing is always changing. Now, now, this is not a science part, so I'm going to explain it to you in a very layman's thing, how I understood, because I'm not a scientist. Yeah. People explain to me very simply that every part of our body is the same DNA. So if you took a DNA of my hair, my skin, my eyes, my nose, my heart, my kidney, my lung, every part of my body has identical DNA. Mm. It doesn't matter. You can look at my you know, blood. Everything is the same DNA. Yeah. Then why is it I don't have the eyes growing on my finger and the nails growing on my head? Same DNA. Yeah. And answer is when they express certain genes, they become eye. When they express different genes, they become nail. When they mm. express different genes, they become heart. When they express different genes, they become kidney. Same DNA. So DNA yeah. is like an alphabet. And the story you write is your RNA or your gene expression. Mm. So the question is, what story are you writing? And it, to me, it was more empowering for people to know that don't blame your ancestors from your, for your problem. Yeah. Blame your lifestyle and your choices for your issues. It's easy to say, oh, I got bad genes. No, you have got bad choices that you're making. Yeah. Don't blame your genes. <laughs> In fact, so much so that I used to get really annoyed when I did the DNA test. They told me I am three times more likely to get Alzheimer's. Mm. And I'm like, really? Oh, because you have this gene called APOE8. That is, you have one copy of it, you have three times more likely to get Alzheimer's. So I asked the person, so am I born with that gene? Of course you're born with that gene. Really? So it's going to sit in my body for 60, 70 years. And mm. one day it's going to wake up and say, holy shit, I forgot <laughs> to wipe out his memory. Let me wipe out it right now. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem right, right? 
it has to something has to trigger for it to change its expression and if you can take the trigger away then it doesn't matter what genes you have right literally less than few percent less than two percent of the diseases are genetic diseases sickle cell amnesia you're born with it the genetic diseases Mm. are called rare genetic diseases so cameron you are a genius you know why they call call rare genetic diseases because it's rare because they are rare they're rare (laughs) (laughs) that's it so then you they are not caused because you don't become fat because you have fat genes. You yeah. become fat by eating more. <laughs> you become diabetes, you can't give up your cake. You yeah. can't give up your pie, you can't give up your ice cream. That's how you get diabetes. You don't get wake up and say one day morning and say, you know what, honey, I was out with the boys last night. I think I might have caught diabetes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, so point was, we realized that was one problem. So we're going to focus on looking at gene expression. The second thing was, we realized that we as humans are not, is you know, simply the product of our mom and dad's DNA. Yeah. 99% of all the genes that are expressed in our body don't come from a mom and dad. They come from these microbes that live inside our gut, in our mouth, and all over our body. Mm. 99%. Right. And we have a symbiotic relationship with these microbes. That means we outsource our many of our functions to them. We feed them and in turn they feed us and our body is in homeostasis, which means we are at ease with each other. Yeah. When we feed them the wrong thing, they have a dysbiosis. What does dysbiosis does? It causes dis-ease. This disease is nothing but dis-ease. That means your body is no longer at ease, right? Mm. And that changes that happen in your microbiome is really the key. Now, very interestingly, if you today Google anything you want, Parkinson's and microbiome, Alzheimer's and microbiome, cancer and microbiome, cancer therapy and microbiome, diabetes, obesity, depression and microbiome, every single disease you will see is connected to microbiome. Yep. What is interesting is everybody knows that and there are tens of companies claiming to do microbiome testing, then why is this problem not getting solved? Mm. And the reason is they all are asking the same wrong question. So it occurred to us even to date, after I explain everything, all the microbiome company want to know what organisms are in Cameron's gut, what organisms are in Naveen's gut. And I kept thinking, it is not the organism, it is about what they are producing, what matters. Same organism can produce something good in one environment and something toxic in another environment. Mm -hmm. So think about it like a human being. You take a person, put them in a good environment, good behavior, put them in a bad environment, bad behavior, right? So it's about what they do and how it interacts with the human body is what matters, not what organisms are there. And that was the crux of the problem. We focused on what microorganisms were doing. We were focusing on what genes are being expressed, not your DNA, right? Yeah. So now continuing down. So now you can see why this, why now, why me? Yep. Now I want to tell you that what happens when you do this suddenly we started this company. We had no idea how to do this gene expression testing. It turns out 
there is was no company that has ever done that there is mm-hmm. no private company has done that i went thinking that you know nasa is going to the mars looking for these organisms they must have obviously figured this thing out yeah. so our the nasa jpl no can do it <clears throat> i'm thinking bunch of morons i need to go to the headquarters that's where all the good stuff happened houston here i come <laughs> and to nasa houston nothing had houston has a problem <laughs> <laughs> i went looking for lawrence all the national lab all the national you know you know all the universities stanford mit couldn't find it i was at los alamos national lab and they were working on a bio defense project which was exactly trying to solve the problem that in our great country if there was a bioterrorism mm. how would we know what is making people sick yeah they didn't care what organisms were there they cared about what they are producing so they can create antidote for it Mm. right yeah and that's the project they were working on i managed to get the license to the technology and it started while now fast forward 7 years later today we have now analyzed over 600000 samples wow. collected over 52.55 quadrillion biological data point wow then let me repeat 52.55 quadrillion biological data point it's incredible right? and that allows us to now when you do a test is really simple at home it is called whole body intelligence yep you order that kit at our website go to viom.com that's v as in victor i o m e.com uh you get the test we take a spit of your saliva to understand what's happening on the top of your digestive tube Mm-hmm. you give us a touch of your stool we analyze what's happening in your gut you give us a finger prick blood so we can look at all the human gene expression your mitochondrial gene expression mm-hmm. and then everything that's happening in your body in turn we tell you what's your biological age yeah how old are you uh, biologically so for example i'm 64 mm-hmm. my biological age is down to 52 Imagine when I am seventy, my biological age could be down to forty. Mm. So it's not that I am not aging; I am still aging because alternative to aging is dying. That's yeah. not what you want. Yeah, you want to age, but you want body to be biologically younger, right? Yep. We tell you your cognitive health. We give you your heart health. We give you your gut gut health, oral health. But more importantly, we tell you don't eat. this food and here is why so for example we said you know what cameron we noticed that you have lot of uric acid production you mm. shouldn't be eating avocado because that has a lot of uric acid is going to harm you turn into a god you have too much sulfide that's being produced in your body mm. and the only way to produce sulfide is to give it sulfate which are the foods very high in sulfate broccoli and brussels sprout don't yeah. eat them right now we noticed that you know your oxalates are not being metabolized properly that means don't eat kale and spinach it's going to harm you mm. not help you so yep. even though papai told you that spinach is good for everyone papai was not a scientist yeah so we literally tell you what foods to eat and why what foods not to eat and why and then we go step further we say hey guys 
based on all the things in your body, you do need 22 milligram of lycopene every day. You need to have 29 milligram of amylase. Make sure you take 18 milligram of berberine, right? Yeah. And we literally now tell you all the vitamin, mineral, herbs, digestive enzyme, amino acid, food extracts, probiotics, prebiotics. And guess what? We custom make it for each individual on demand wow. every single month. There is no pre-made capsule. There is no pre-made formula. Literally 8 billion people, 8 billion formulas, right? So yep. this is how it works. This is my supplements that I just got. Mm -hmm. Now notice the date. It's made for me 10 days ago. Every yep. month I get a new supply. This is my probiotics and prebiotics, right? Now, everything is custom made for me. Wow. Now, we also make the oral microbiome. These are called uh, oral lozenges. They look just like this. Yep. You put them in your mouth and they just stay in your mouth for a few minutes and they adjust your oral microbiome. We are making the personalized toothpaste for AM and PM. In the morning, you take it and evening and evening. And that allows you to get out of your gum bleeding, plaque, adjust your oral microbiome so you don't have any of the oral health because oral health is not about uh you know cosmetics yeah it is now directly connected to diabetes mm -hmm. it is connected to heart disease it's connected to your sexual health it's connected to alzheimer right so oral health is very important just like your gut health right yeah. and this is how wyom does and based on all this data that we collected we are able to detect stage one cancer now. So we wow. launched a product, it's called Cancer Detect. Wow. You can actually now detect stage one cancer in your mouth or throat with a simple saliva. And we can tell you if you have any sign of stage one or pre-stage one cancer, right? Wow. Any biomarkers that relate to cancer. That, the reason we say that is seven years ago, we realize that if we collect this data, we will be able to do that. Yeah. In fact, it is so good that we received the FDA breakthrough device designation for accelerated approval. Interestingly, our sensitivity is 90%, our specificity is 95%. No yeah. other test, the GRAIL test that everyone knows the company was acquired for $12 billion, their sensitivity for stage one cancer is 24.1%. Ours mm. is 90%. Wow. Right? The reason was for technology that we look at RNA, not for the cell-free DNA. And yeah. that's the reason we are able to do things we couldn't. Sorry about the long answer to your short question. That's very but I descriptive. Get no, that's great. That's amazing. So on a consumer's point of view, so I, I know like the disease, like Alzheimer's, for example, it's very, um, yeah. people, people aren't aware or knowledgeable of what you just mentioned, that it's really, it's preventative care and the balance of the microbiome that prevents yeah. um, the, the furthering of that. What have you seen with maybe let's let's refer to Alzheimer's? What have you seen come back from maybe your studies um, that can reverse? Is, is it all is that all custom or is it based off of sugars? What's that? So interestingly, if you just Google Alzheimer and microbiome, there are two types. Yeah. One school of thought says it actually comes from your gut microbiome and they cause inflammation in the gut and you have a leaky gut. And the microbes now are able to go from the gut all the way in the blood. And now they can infect the blood-brain barrier mm. and make that leaky. So that's now your microbes are going into the brain. And yeah. when they go into the brain, your glial cells are releasing the amyloid beta to protect from this infection. 
and then they keep releasing them and then now they get tangled. So it really is an infectious disease and it comes because you have this inflammation in your gut. Mm -hmm. The other theory is it comes from your mouth because when you have inflammation in the mouth, what happens? Your gums bleed. Yeah. And when your gums are bleeding, now things like P. gingivitis, which is an inflammatory marker that causes gingivitis, right? Yeah. It releases something called ginger pain. Now, once you have P. gingivitis in your blood, it infects your blood-brain barrier. And again, the same thing. Now, and the reason is a lot of the pathology of the people who died from Alzheimer, when they do the pathology, they see a lot of ginger pain in their, uh, uh, in their brain. Yeah. They see a lot of bacteria that may have come from the gut that also show up releasing a lot of inflammation and toxin like LPS, gram negative bacteria that produces lipopolysaccharide, highly inflammatory. Now, if we can figure out exactly when this is starting to happen and we can stop the, basically tighten the junction so you don't have gum bleeding anymore. We can tighten the junction in the intest intestinal barrier so you don't have the bleeding, you don't have the microbes moving from uh, gut to the blood. Yep. There's a good chance we might be able to prevent it from happening. We don't know that, but that is in hypothesis. That is the current hypothesis that might happen. Mm. Yeah, so I actually posted yesterday uh, an Instagram yeah. poll. I took some questions in, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to share one of these. It's out yes. of the blue. But with some of the research done and some of the, the actions that we know we can take into place now, how long do you think Gen Z, for example, life expectancy could, could go? Well, answer is really is we are going to reach what we call escape, escape velocity. Escape velocity is every 10 years, you have a new science that comes along that increases your lifespan by more than 10 years. Mm. And once that happens, every 10 years, your lifespan goes up by more than 10 years. And now you've reached escape velocity, right? Yep. And now if you ask from a different perspective, so the answer is there is no reason why human body must die when you turn 100, 120, 130. There is no reason whatsoever. There are whales that live to be 500 years. There are turtles who live to be four, 500 years. There are organisms that are able to regrow their arms and legs. I mean, point is, there's yeah. no reason our human body has to deteriorate and die. It can be rejuvenated, whether it's a stem cell or, you know, and many other mechanisms that can prevent the wear and tear and to be able to rejuvenate the body itself. So yeah. my answer to you is there is no limit to what human body, how long we could live. Mm -hmm. The next question you could potentially ask is, what does it really mean? What makes us who I am today? Yeah. Right? And this is really more of a philosophical question is that, what makes the Cameron who Cameron is? So let's assume Cameron gets a knee replacement. Are you still you? And most yes. people say, yeah. Now you get a shoulder replacement, you get a hip replacement. Yeah. Is there still Cameron? Yeah. Now he got a heart replacement. You get the new kidney. You get a new lung. Is this still a Cameron? Yeah. Yeah. At what point of time you say, I'm no longer that person. And most people will tell you, as long as my memories and my experiences are the same, it makes me who I am. So it's really about your memories and experience, not this physical body. Yeah. Because when you were born, you were this tiny baby. You were a Cameron. Yeah. Now you are it's still a Cameron, and when you're 70 years old, your body is completely different, you're still Cameron. So what is it? Your memories and experience, not your body. Yeah. 
Now, what if you can take your memories and experiences, put in a non-biological body or a different biological body, is that still Cameron? Yeah. Right? What if you can put them in a cloud? Is that Cameron or it's not a Cameron anymore? Right? <laughs> and that's really where you start thinking about, could we? Because once you start to have a brain-computer interface, that completely changes where what is Cameron and what's not. Mm. If part of your brain is on the cloud, part of your brain is in a physical body, what what are your memories, experience? Where are they stored? Yeah, no, that's super fascinating. Well, I, I like to conclude each episode with this um, as we wrap yeah. up here. If you can share yeah. one piece of advice uh, with an aspiring entrepreneur, maybe something you've learned, regret along the way, what would you say that would be? So I would give you two as a matter of fact. One is Perfect. dream so big that people think you're absolutely crazy. When you tell someone what you're going to be doing, if they don't think it's a crazy idea, you're not thinking big enough. Second thing I would like people to know that in every single entrepreneur's life, you're going to have ups and downs. You need to feel that is what tells you you're alive. Yeah. When you are alive, the only way you know you're alive is you have heartbeat. What does a heartbeat look like? It goes up and down and up and down, right? Yeah. When it's smooth, you're dead. So the minute as an entrepreneur, you're wishing for a smooth life, you're wishing for a life of a dead person. Mm. enjoy these ups and downs because these ups and downs, it tells you that you're alive. When you are down, all you have to do is hunker down and know the next beat is up. When you're on top of that beat, never become too arrogant because always remember that winter is coming and winter shall come. Mm. I mean, that's such a great analogy. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for joining me today. And um, to the listeners out there, please make sure to check out Viome at Viome.com. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small on social platforms and make sure to subscribe to our email so you don't miss anything on Starting Small Summit, more podcast episodes, or our online blog. You can find that link in this description.